It is episode 30 of What You Spin In, the Outcast edition of the show. Uh, I think I speak for everybody when I say I am stoked as fuck. Yes, yes, indeed. It's going to be a badass episode. We've got a little Halloween thing we're going to do after this. Um, Might be wearing a t-shirt that's a hint to that, you know what I'm saying? But uh, how are you guys doing? Good. Good? Spectacular. Hell yeah. We're in my we're in my Amazing. my biome right now, my ecosystem. Um, let's go ahead and get started. Let me grab this before I forget it's there. Uh, with Quimini. Ah, Quimini. Quimini. Yeah, Matt's pick. My pick. Your pick. <laughs> Jesus Christ! All right, whatever. It's your pick. Yeah. What did you What did you got for us? Well, I think I think we should start off by prefacing the episode. Mm-hmm. So this is episode thirty. Mm-hmm. We're talking about one of the, if not, yeah, definitely top five. One of the more influential hip hop duos, hip hop duos mm-hmm. of all time. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, really, kind of paved way to a whole new style of hip hop. Because mm-hmm. um, in the '90s, mid '90s, um, there was very. It was very pinpointed to two specific styles, like mm-hmm. West Coast, East Coast. Um, they all had their own specific sound, and there really wasn't anything anywhere else. Yeah. Like in the South or anything. So, um, for Outkast to come out as a hip-hop duo that were so influential and crazy, and so, like, sound-breaking, mm-hmm. that kind of really open up a whole new genre yeah like a whole new sound of hip-hop mm-hmm. um it's kind of why they're regarded as one of the like best like hip-hop duos of all time exactly mm-hmm. yeah um, and to come out and even with you know their earlier bodies of work you know the the self-titled like their debut and everything there's so much it's like crazy how everything they put out was immediately timeless you know like all three albums that we're bringing up today still are played you know still get a lot of praise obviously we're Mm -hmm. dedicating a whole episode to it Mm -hmm. you know the stuff afterward or outside of what we're bringing up fucking speaker box like Mm -hmm. some of those songs you just almost can't avoid sometimes you know and to have stuff from every piece of their catalog that does that you know that is so timeless is is really really speaks volumes to the talent that these two had together and unfortunately they broke up Mm -hmm. you know some great Key and Peel skits about that. But yeah, dude, Outcast, man. Uh, it's insane how like much of a difference they made in hip hop, mm-hmm. and they're still regarded as you know like the best group. Um, and it's crazy too that like there was that dispute east to west coast, like what's better, what's you know, yeah, what's, what's popping, and then. Atlanta came out. Atlanta came out. <laughs> Joined the then, party. Yeah, and then I remember, um, like, the, the award show, because the Grammys weren't really, like, that huge of a deal in the 90s. Um, it was mainly something called... Um, the Source Awards. The Source Awards, uh-huh. yeah. And they had a magazine, The Source, mm-hmm. that it was, like, regarded as, like, if you made it on that magazine and uh-huh. you got, like, a good rating, you were, like, the best, mm-hmm. like, in hip-hop. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that time, I think in 95, the Source Awards, they got nominated, uh, Outcast, and they got booed on stage, like, you know, they were like, who are these guys, like, you know, 
and then they like it's iconic now uh, mm-hmm. andre just going up there and saying like you know the south has something to say mm-hmm. yeah um and it really like just blew everything out of the water like mm-hmm. it opened up everyone to outcast like at that point you know southern play music came out mm. and the aliens and all this other stuff so mm. it was like the jumping off point to like a whole new yeah. style of mm. hip-hop and i know like you can like we've talked like we talked about uh how much like outcast lyrics get called back to in modern uh-huh. day hip-hop you know we talked about that on, when we brought up testing by asap rocky and there's there's so many more examples than the, than just that to where someone will just say like two words and you're like that's a fucking outcast reference or you know like like they did that first and so the fact that there's so many examples of that and just wildly wildly successful and influential group I'm, yeah. I'm stoked it's crazy too yeah. that like yeah man it, it it's insane how like just such a, a crazy difference they wear for hip hop and especially that like they when they made their first debut album, they were 18. Jesus. Like, they were, like, still, like, in high school or, like, like seniors or whatever. Like, that's insane. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, this is their second album that we're going to be talking about first. Mm -hmm. Um, AT Aliens um, by Outkast. It came out in 96. I drink a letter, ain't no one better And when I'm on the microphone, you best to wear your sweater Cause I'm cooler than the polar bear's toenails Oh hell, then he go again, talking that shit Bend corners like I was a curve, I struck a nerve And now you about to see this southern plague serve I heard it's not where you from, but where you pay rent then- um, It's definitely... Yeah, man <laughs> One of the cooler album covers one of, their of cool, Yeah, one of their cooler That's albums great album cover. One of their... Uh, very experimental i feel like and it was very different to mm-hmm. hip-hop because you know like we mentioned east coast west coast they had their own sounds one was like very boom ba- boom bap heavy mm-hmm. the other one was very like bouncy like you know west coast style and mm-hmm. this really came out and kind of alienated itself to everything else yeah and it's kind of fitting that it's that album like that's mm-hmm. the title at aliens mm-hmm. yeah that it's like very kind of foreign kind of like outer spacey mm-hmm. um in a way but yeah this is definitely one of my personal favorites um what do you guys got to say about it <laughs> <laughs> we, we got a lot to say like about we're, it. we're gonna say this about each album when we introduce it it's so good yeah like, this yeah. is one of the best albums of all time mm-hmm. from start to finish the way it starts off uh the 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 fact that they don't use a lot of sampling is, is a really cool right fact that they're all just they're just writing and spitting their lyrics and this is a great uh, it's a great use of just every talent that they have this is a great duo they've been around doing their thing kind of early on like you said the south has something to say like right before this album came out they got booed at the source awards yeah you know they dropped this and it's like all of a sudden you know outcast is on the map and i think the the title of this album kind of shows that they were kind of felt alienated in themselves in the south mm-hmm. the south not yeah. getting a lot of uh, hype at all until they were prominent and um i think that's a good title it's really cool how they 
did that. I love the album cover too. Yeah, keep yeah. looking at it. It's so good. It's yeah, so if, you, good. if you listen to it on Spotify, like the album cover like moves like in the playback. Screen. Oh, really? Okay, oh, that's on, cool. It, it might just be on the title track, but yeah, it's like moving in and out and shit. It looks really cool. That is cool. Um, yeah, and I mean, Sick. if you wanna, if you really wanna discuss how influential this album alone was, uh, there's a EDM duo or like dubstep duo that is named ATLians because they were from Atlanta huge outcast fans wow so nice. yeah so that's that's, really cool. that's just like kind of like a weird little niche thing that like this is that's how influential this group was to like the where they came from but also to the world as a whole you know people are nabbing their shit to make a band name basically like mm-hmm. but man yeah. and it's it was really interesting this week for me to go through and listen to all three of these albums and you know really see the growth because this was and I even went back and I basically listened to their whole discography this week just for shits and giggles. Same, yeah. You know? No, yeah, I, I did too. <laughs> yeah, the first album, Speaker Box, uh, all three of these. But and you just see the the growth in like the production quality because you know they had a little bit more money, more mm-hmm. success, whatever. And then just like I don't know, man. You just hear that intro to the title track, AT Aliens, and it just you're like, God, that, and it's just. Yeah, yeah. This mm-hmm. is this is really when shit started going well for them, you know. Mm-hmm. It, like I like I just said, not to discredit their other albums, but this is like you can tell that this is the the kind of the catalyst or whatever that was like. All right, now these guys are really found their found their lane and they're really sticking mm-hmm. to it and doing good shit with it. Yeah, no, it's. I mean, they say that it had like a lot of like dub and reggae influence, mm-hmm. and you can kind of see that on like I feel like the album cover mainly but mm-hmm. also at the same time some of their songs yeah um, the gospel you hear kind of gospel feel too. gospel mm-hmm. too yeah, yeah. yeah like a very like reggae induced like mm-hmm. a lot of beat heavy um like that decatur song that's a good yep sample of that it's got a lot of different influences and influences in there mm-hmm. yeah. yeah it's same a lot of their songs too it's um this is when they started to experiment producing themselves outcast because mm-hmm. they for the longest time they had like organized noise yeah um that they would produce for them they produced their full album for um their debut um which you know well we're going to talk about three albums but realistically right. just their whole catalog yeah. outcast deserves credit you know yeah um i really wanted to talk about their first album because that album that is, is a good album insanely good for mm-hmm. a debut yeah. but but this one at aliens like it really put them on the map for yeah. the south mm-hmm. and for just like Andre and Big Boy as lyricists, like yeah, they have insane quotable lyrics throughout the whole album. Um, some of my favorites are on AT Aliens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what does he say? One of the one of my favorite lyrics is um, I had this pulled up. While you're pulling it up, I the one that Go I can it. recall is uh, something about. Uh, and your sack and nickels it tickles just to yeah. just that you think that you're like Mr. Pickles or whatever like doing mm-hmm. some like weird like hella obscure lyricism and it's just the delivery that they have too <coughs> like they are so aware of what they're doing and how what they're saying and how they're saying it to really have it have be like an impactful thing mm-hmm. and that's really started coming through on this you mm-hmm. know uh, god damn backpacking on that mm-hmm. that lyric it's like I don't know if it's a reference to Goodfellas. He brings up his shoebox before. Yeah, that. yeah. He says, so get your box. fucking shine box. Yeah, yeah. and, and your sack of nickels. nickels. Oh. 
That's awesome yeah. that yeah. it's a, a Goodfellas <laughs> yeah. reference. Right. Um, but the the one that I like a lot is he's like, um, uh, well, it's the MI Cricket letter, ain't no one better. And when I'm on the microphone, you best to wear your sweater. Cause I'm cooler than a polar bear's toenails. Yeah, I could, I could, like, I got to stop myself because I'll just wrap yeah. that whole first verse yeah. right now, dude. It's fucking insane, yeah, like, very memorable. The wordplay yeah. that they have, like, and to be able to do that on an album, I know I read about organized noise and how they kind of helped Outkast in the beginning, coming up and stuff. And they used to train them in, in a sense and have them run and and like spit their raps while they're running so that they could do oh, shit. it. When they weren't running so fluidly and fast, and yeah. you can definitely hear that, especially Damn. in Andre. I mean, he's just—you're just like, what? Sometimes, yeah. you know, and it's, it's beautiful. It's amazing to hear on on this album, each album that they did. It's all, mm-hmm. it's all from the heart. And this album definitely touches on the outer space aspects a little bit. Yeah, kind of spacey, but um, yep. a lot of memorable hooks like the one you were just singing. I mean, yeah, I love it. Like I was driving to work <coughs> this week, and like I had the first two days off, so I had like started listening to it but i'm driving to work and i'm almost there and that song came in and when i heard that it's the mi crooked letter i was just like like it's just i don't know why it's like not a song that hypes you up but like just hearing that nasty ass lyricism and the delivery of it and everything it really it just does something for me it just hypes me up it's like oh this is so damn good like i just want to bash my head through my own window just yeah all of a sudden look down at like your freaking dashboard and you're going 100 yeah. <laughs> on gateway yeah, yeah like, through a residential like, like we've been quoting it throughout like the whole week like we've just been putting quotes in the chat and like mm-hmm. messaging each other like just mm-hmm. quotes of like all these albums because they're so quotable yeah well half of our half of our baseball game that we played on xbox the other night was <laughs> yeah. all of us like we hardly had a conversation like the first five innings we were just yeah. sitting there spitting lyrics at yeah. each other <laughs> <laughs> and like a lot of a lot of the there's like that song and like elevators also oh, that's fucking me that classic. And you. Yeah. yeah. Yo mom and yo cousin too. Like it's so quotable, like every song on this album. Um, and even listening back to it, because you know, I've been listening to Outcasts for the longest. I think yeah. the, I think the first time that I heard of this album, I was definitely in high school mm-hmm. and I thought I was like the coolest kid. And like no one, <laughs> I you thought, can't touch me. I know this. Album. I thought no one had like heard of this because uh-huh. I was like, "Dang, Outcast had some like older stuff before, like you know, like like Hey Ya and like all those other songs and Miss mm-hmm. Jackson." And I was like, "Like, when did this come out?" Mm-hmm. Um, but when I heard this album, like it kind of surprised me that they had like a whole other side of them that was a lot more hip-hop bass and, like, a lot more lyrically, like, in tune. Yeah. And you hear that a lot in this album. Their flows, they don't sound like, you know, they're new and, like, this is, like, one of their, like, older albums at and more recent at the time. Like, mm-hmm. they sound like very experienced rappers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, they sound like they know how they're rapping. Mm-hmm. And it's fucking insane that they had that, like, much of a talent very early on in their careers mm-hmm. and they just like carried that same talent all throughout their albums mm-hmm. um it's fucking insane i have like a lot of appreciation for them because they are that talented yeah um two dope boys oh like Ooh, come do. on yeah yeah mm-hmm. um wheels of steel that song dude that was a great <laughs> one to go back and listen to again I yeah like, oh, all God. of them like jazzy bell mm-hmm. uh babylon I I was telling Matt this on the way here. I 
kind of skimmed past at first when I heard this album, uh, Waylon. Yeah. And Mainstream. <sighs> Those songs. Mainstream and then Millennium. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's Millennium. Yeah, that has a that has two features of Goody Mob on it. Yeah. Um, that they also freaking go off, but. I could keep going on this yeah. album, man. Like, honestly, of all these albums, it's it's insane how talented they were when they were making these. Yeah, it's it's just so impressive, you know, listening to it and you know seeing the growth lyrically and in, like the music style between the three albums. And we just talked. There's only two years of separation between each of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so that they grew that much and you know became such a mainstay. And we'll end up talking about how they really kind of exploded into that mainstream. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of scene in hip-hop to where the first time i heard outcast was fucking stankonia mm-hmm. and i was like Same. i was like seven eight years old my mom was driving to soccer practice and they were on the radio and i was like this is so cool you know so that's why like for me we'll talk about it me picking top three off of this i had to try to not do the radio bangers just because mm-hmm. of how much sentimental value that they hold for yeah. me personally sure and across the board you know it's just it's just incredible you mm-hmm. know you think about the it just and I, that's why I'm so so glad that we brought up Outcast and then the other band or the other artists that we're gonna bring up on our on our kind of feature days is because there is they're one like great they're a great band you know great duo of hip hop artists but outside of that dude like there is so much sentimental value that I have with all three of these albums their whole discography you know because they have been. Mm-hmm. I mean, shit, this album came out the year I was born. So, you know, I've had a lot of time to really familiarize myself with Outkast. It's kind of like you want to give it at the same time for me, like it deserves, I feel like, a lot more than just one album. Yeah. Because we can talk about, you know, any of these three albums any other time. But if Mm -hmm. we're talking about Outkast, like you Mm kind of want to just go into like a full day. Yeah. Just because it appreciates it that much more. Yeah. You give a whole thing to it, like it. It really does bring out the appreciation, like for me, of like a really great like duo in mm-hmm. hip hop. So um, it's one of the, the all time greatest. Like you and I were talking greatest. about. Yeah, yeah, it's like how do you? Yeah, how many out there can you think of that are as good as Outkast or left a lasting impact as, yeah. as Outkast? And just like straight up duos, you know, you uh-huh. don't see it anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, like we've talked. I feel like at length about this on this on the show. Uh, you don't see many hip hop groups and you definitely don't see many hip hop duos anymore. Yeah. I mean, the only one that I can even think of right now that we've, and it's one that we've talked about is like run the jewels. Like mm-hmm. they're the biggest one since mm-hmm. these guys came out. And that's yeah. like a hell of a lot of time of separation. Yep. Mm-hmm. And if you do see it, it's mainly, if it's two people, it's a hip hop rapper and a, and producer. a producer. Exactly. It's not really like a two rappers that are like yeah. a duo. So it's, it's insane that, like they really set the bar super high for yeah. duos. Mm-hmm. It was like, come and get it, bitch. Right. Yeah, right. come like, take our spot. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's not happening. And and one thing that I was that I've been thinking about, you know, we talk about how much influence that they had, and I feel like it's something that people like ourselves that you know really have a deep appreciation for hip hop and music mm-hmm. in general, we're able to pinpoint. Hey, Outcast is the shit. Still is the shit, and always will be. And 
most other people that are like you know not as intense of big fans of music they'll be like yeah outcast was outcast was the shit you know they're great and then that's it but it's like no 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 like, like i remember hey yeah that was a good song yeah it's like yeah, no it's no, like, no no there's there's <laughs> there's so yeah. much more to it than the radio bangers like right. actually go like if you like yeah. miss jackson or you know at aliens or you know fucking rosa parks like pick mm-hmm. up those albums and actually listen to them and give them their the credit where it's due because mm-hmm. You know, and it's great. You know, it's kind of like the thing we always say. I want, I wish bands or artists were more popular, but also at the same time, it kind of destroys it for for us. Mm-hmm. Look past the radio bangers, man. Yeah, <laughs> you got it. You got it. Yeah, for sure. Hundred percent. Yeah, if if you definitely like, if you know hip hop and if you like hip hop, um, you like the sound of it, you like the lyricism, you'll definitely like these albums. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and especially Outkast. They're older stuff i feel like has a lot more of that hip-hop yeah and it's a lot more raw mm-hmm. a lot more like influential especially for a, a group coming out of the south that mm-hmm. no one had heard anything of yeah. like they weren't on the map at all in the 90s mm-hmm. it was very east and west mm-hmm. this is very very prime example of mm-hmm. like artists coming to their own and like just making their own path and yeah like being super super great at it yeah. yeah they like i remember when same. they did that one reunion show at like a festival it like skyrocketed the ticket sales yeah or, like mm-hmm. the price of those tickets they for played that. at coachella in like yeah 14 or something yeah that's what it was they did a reunion show at coachella and i was like i was like just for shits and giggles let's see how much it would be to go do that and it was nowhere <laughs> yeah. like right. like i have a much better job now than i did back then but still today i'd be like oh Not fuck possible. no yeah like i'll just I'll just live vicariously yeah. through the people that go. You yeah. Know? Do you want to pay rent or do you want to go to the yeah. show? Like, <laughs> Have a house to stay in for a couple of months or yeah. go see Outcast. Like... Oh, God damn. Should we even get into top, top three? <laughs> I, think, I feel like we have to yeah. for the formula, you know? All right. This was a tough one. I Like I told you earlier, I couldn't. This was the hardest album for me to pick my top three. And I think you said that one was the hardest for you, wasn't it? Yeah, this one, yeah. Uh, this, st- yeah, yeah. Mine, mine was the hardest, but this one, it changed. Like I had to sit there and really look at the track list because it, because I could have had it. There's a lot of tracks on this album. Yeah. I forgot mm-hmm. about that. You know, I was like, fuck, these are all so good. Yeah. It was one of those like game time decision top threes where it's like, how am I feeling today mm-hmm. about it? So I went and re-listened to everything today. And I was like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. If I'm going top threes, it's really hard on this album because this album is, you know, really near and dear to my heart. If I'm going top threes, definitely AT Aliens. Yeah. Definitely AT Aliens. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it, it might be, you know, like, the biggest song on the album, but for good reason. Exactly. For good fucking reason. Uh, so, AT Aliens, um, I've been listening back to, and I've been liking a lot more, those two songs, um, Waylon mm-hmm. and... Mainstream. Ah, freaking Mainstream. Yeah. Those songs are so good, but, you know, Honorable Mention, Jazzy Bell, Wheels of Steel... Um, all every these other, other songs, elevators, <laughs> yeah, all, every other song, like the rest of the track. So good. That's what I'm saying. It was so hard to pick. Yeah. What about you, though? Um, I'll go backwards. I'll go with the honorable mention first. Is Millennium? I just yeah. it's a great song. Okay. Uh, number three was a Decatur song. Mm-hmm. I love the gospel Ooh. feel of that and the way nice. Big Boy says his lines. And it's just got a cool hook too. Yeah. Won't be over till that big girl from Decatur yep. sings. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Uh, Jazzy Bell, and then my favorite song on this album is Thirteenth Floor, Growing Old. Yeah, such nice. a classic for me. I remember getting high with friends in high school and bumping that song all day long. Yeah, really good song. Yeah, yeah. that 
being said, my honorable mention, as you brought up a couple of times, Mainstream was my honorable mention. Mm. That song, just so good, man. Uh, number three for me was 13th Floor. That was the one that snuck its way in this morning when I listened to it. I was like, God damn, this song is so good. And then number two, AT Aliens. And then number one was Wheels of Steel. I just... <laughs> I just like that early on in the Steve, album, yeah. just like, and it's just like kind of dark sounding mm-hmm. and like that, that record scratch. The yeah, freaking... that kind of that kind of dark aspect for an Outcast track really fucking perked my ear. But I, yeah, goddamn dude, great pick. Yeah. <laughs> if if we're talking Outcast, you gotta pick up AT Aliens. Yeah. So. Yeah. For sure though, but honorable mention, their first album. Yeah. I fucking love that album. <laughs> yes. Well, that was AT Aliens by Outcast. We'll be back to dive into Matt's Outcast album for this week. But let's go ahead and talk about the next Outcast pick. Yeah. What you got? What you got, Matt? I uh, went with the follow up to Jake's great pick, uh, Aquemini from 1998. Every nigga with goals for the fall. No, so don't get caught up in appearance. It's outcast equipment, another black experience. Okay, even the sun goes down, heroes eventually die. Banger, banger, but um, I don't have it. I want to get it. I'll probably get it soon. But um, <laughs> one of the more uh elaborate albums by them it's very uh yeah. not experimental but it's lyrically it's just a little different than at aliens yeah um, and even their previous work before that and uh it's one of my favorite albums from them because it's it is kind of eclectic and mm-hmm. a little different from their usual stuff and they've got some good guest appearances by george clinton on there oh my god um, yep and i think a lot of the album just kind of represents their their growth Mm-hmm. how they came into their own mm-hmm. honestly they had yeah. a little bit more uh budget for this album so they could yeah. kind of relax and and do a little bit more experimentation they brought in live instruments instead yeah. of yeah, relying right. on a lot of the other things that they'd used previously um and uh lyrically i think big boy wrote a lot of the hooks while andre focused on the production side of it mm. and so it was cool to kind of see them both doing their own thing and coming into their own craft uh, yeah i have a lot of other things to say about it what'd you guys think fucking aquemini dude that song alone like that was another one that we kept quoting but you know we talk about how we talked about on at aliens how it kind of had a more spacey feel to it and then you get to aquemini two years later and it's it's such a well done and like cohesive project but you can tell that they are experimenting like a madman on that album in comparison you know especially if you listen to it in order if you go listen to at aliens you're like okay yeah i can kind of see the spaciness you know kind of cool you know they're really trying to find their own and then aquem and i they're like yeah we kind of found our own already we're like still in the process of doing it but let us show you the other kind of crazy shit that we can kind of do you know with a lot more mellow tracks what i describe if i had to pick a word to describe this album it'd be trippy because it's just there's there's just like weird like and weird is like a bad word to use, I guess, for it because it's just off kilter, kind of like very experimental, but it works so well. Like the execution of everything is top to bottom, just so nice. Uh, this was yeah. an album that I got into 
when I started getting back into hip hop when I was like 18, you know, I picked, I, I listened to Aquemini because I'd heard, you know, Stankonia, Speaker Box, all those others. And I was like, what is this though? Because mm-hmm. I had, mm-hmm. I had seen a YouTube video that I've referenced a couple times on here, Rhyming Deconstructed. They talk about Aquemini and I was like, that song is fucking sick. Let me go listen to that whole album. And I was obsessed. Like that, that was what made me dive back down the rabbit hole of Outkast. But yeah, no, this album is definitely really great too real influential um and it kind of really cemented outcast as a group that like Mm -hmm. they're not just a one-hit wonder like they are here to stay and for this being a follow-up to atlians was a crazy fucking follow-up um but it worked somehow somehow (laughs) so well so well like you said matt they definitely did have a bigger budget Mm because they had a lot more features Mm -hmm. they had raekwon on this Mm -hmm. um (laughs) Freaking um, what's George Clinton? George Clinton, right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, uh, also at the same time, uh, Erica Badu, mm-hmm. um, also CeeLo, um, another you know member of uh, and then Mob, yeah. Goody Mob, a lot more Goody Mob too on it. Um, I forgot about the Erica Badu feature until this week. Well, yeah, they had, they started dating it. and they had a kid together right before the album came out. Her so and I think, Andre, yeah, I think yeah, that helped right. him a little bit more in his lyric yeah. writing right. and kind of grew up a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that. Yeah. But on this album, I feel like I, I hear a lot more, um, not only because they have two tracks, storytelling, <laughs> but their storytelling, like, mm-hmm. as rappers, they really, like, really kind of cement that it's like they're really great storytellers. Mm-hmm. Um, the way that they're rapping, it sounds like a story. Mm-hmm. Um a lot of their songs they have like you know a theme that they're going on um especially you know like in rosa parks um that's a great song that has like a really good message behind it mm-hmm. um west savannah another song that you know it's you hear the storytelling and the flows that they have um specifically andre he his flows on this album are so fucking crazy mm-hmm. are so good um Return of the Gangster, Return of the G. Yeah, mm-hmm. you hear him rapping so fast. And like that's he's the rapping start so, of the album. Yeah, it's start, the start of the intro, album, yeah. and he's yeah. like just rapping so fast. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's crazy how, you know, even nowadays, like when you think of Andre, you kind of think of like how quickly he can rap, and like yeah. you know how he sounds so fluid. But at the same time, it all comes out like so well. Mm-hmm. Um, and he he really masters that on this album. I feel like yeah, for sure. Uh, Dude, I remember listening back to The Art of Storytelling, part one and two this week. Mm-hmm. Had been a long time since I heard those tracks. My God, you hear that You hear that instrumental kick in on part one? She That drum that, beat starts going. That yeah. little drum beat. And yep. Just like, it's a beat that sounds, that's like a timeless ass beat. Like, mm-hmm. you could convince me that that was like an Aesop rock beat from like two years ago. Yeah. You know, something like... Mm-hmm super just that's a great 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 pull yeah well because it reminds me it reminds me of a specific aesop rock song called none shall pass it's like they they're kind of different songs but they kind of the beats to them sound kind of similar and i was like man like this is it's one of those things like i said to when we introed outcast like it's they are timeless you Mm -hmm. know their stuff just is always great Mm -hmm. you know and this was such a strong album to come out and the thing like i i'll probably keep saying it the thing that blows my mind is how experimental and like out of the normal realm of what they had already established as their quote-unquote sound Mm -hmm. 
how out of left field it is from that and the fact that it's so fucking good and it is heralded as one of the mm-hmm. best hip hop albums of all time is fucking bonkers to me. I think mm-hmm. it's just what it's what they do. Outcast always has those bangers on the albums and for this one it's you know Rosa Parks and mm-hmm. they, they throw in West Savannah which I think was supposed to be on their first album so it's kind of really? like, it's kind of a Ooh. nod back to that like hey this is going to be on this album, but we didn't have enough room. Yeah. And you can hear it. It's got that kind of vibe. It does. A few years earlier kind of vibe to it. Yeah. For sure. And the That's title of the album, Aquamina, I guess it goes for both their uh, Zodiac signs. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's kind of cool. It's uh, Aquarius is Big Boy and then Gemini for Andre. That's actually yeah. really sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did not know that, that's actually. That's really creative. <laughs> yeah, that's actually so creative, mm-hmm. dude. I like the album cover, too. It's like real, like kind of play a and it's still spacey almost yeah like, yeah it still has, just, yeah it does yeah it does like have that like your pimp or something yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's really cool pimp yeah. with the flying car kind of yeah. look yeah because yeah. i, I like, had it here it is yeah because there's I'll like clouds and there's like you know like a uh, like a like a cadillac on there and yeah he's sitting in the chair with the cane like yeah. leg crossed and everything and there's like, three chicks with afros yeah like, like mm-hmm. it's fucking real there's a ufo in it too it's it's really cool it's a really cool album cover um yeah, it's it's crazy that in this song I feel like uh, in this song in this album, I have a lot more lyrics pulled up, um, yeah. specifically on Aquemini, mm-hmm. just because their their flows and their rhyme schemes are really insane, um, and you really hear the storytelling. Um, because uh, my ring back sound, dude, that's <laughs> awesome. That's so sick. Yeah. Right. I, I gotta go back through. Fall. I gotta go back through our work chat <laughs> and then the one on the phone on our cell phones and mm-hmm. see what song we sent lyrics to the most because it's most. probably fucking Aquemini. Like, like, like to be honest yeah. but it's it is so good but what were the lyrics you had oh the lyrics I had pulled up uh, is uh, uh, three stacks he's like twice upon, when he goes into that verse he's like twice upon a time there was a boy who died who lived happily ever after but that's another chapter and then he just goes off he just goes into it um, another one that he his like lyrical flow um at the end of the half of the song where he's like uh my mind warps and bends floats the winds count to 10 meet the twin andre ben welcome to the lion's den and then he just keeps going it's it's insane how like you just hear that song and you just hear the flows and they kind of sound similar mm-hmm. like i was telling you guys this i mm-hmm. I when I was first listening to Outkast, I kind of mixed up their names. Like, I didn't know who was rapping. Right. But that happens because they're both just so in tune mm-hmm. how they're rapping. And they're so, like, fluid with their raps um, that it's crazy mm-hmm. that you hear them and you can sometimes mix them up. You're like, oh, is that Big Boy? It's like, oh, no, that's actually, like, you know, Andre. Mm-hmm. And it's insane that their lyrical talent on this and their flows... Mm-hmm. They're just like so in tune with each other. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, God damn, <laughs> it's it's crazy that <laughs> like it's a whole it's a whole like episode of Outcast, but there's so much to say. <laughs> exactly. Well, I guess they wanted to start off the album too with a different song before Return of the G. I think it was Y'all Scared or one of oh. those ones, and they made the decision without Big Boy the present he was like late to the studio or something they're just like fuck it but I can't imagine this album starting off with a different song so it's like, no. yeah Return of the G it just sets the tone it mm-hmm. does yeah, yeah it's just Return like, of the Gangster Thangsta like yeah. just so right? it's so it's powerful and it kind of ties into the next album that we'll that we're gonna talk about uh, because 
both albums like start off so commanding like mm-hmm. they're just demanding your attention mm-hmm. from the start like they have a little a little intro that's like basically them saying hey this is outcast mm-hmm. you know fucking aquim and i or whatever and then the next song is just like in your face like mm-hmm. like it's just mm-hmm. so impressive that they've done that on two different albums um i will say i hadn't listened to this full album in a long time until I a couple years back when that last dance Chicago Bulls documentary came out and I was watching it mm. and they used Rosa Parks in like okay. one of the episodes it was talking about like Jordan coming back to the Bulls mm. and they used oh, the cool. fucking they used the intro to Rosa Parks that's and cool. I was like ah oh, fuck I gotta listen to Aquemini <laughs> again dude I was like I haven't listened to that in a couple of years and dang like, that's oh, dope yeah it's it's pretty sick. I was playing. Uh, I was playing some Outcast last night for everybody here, and I, I watched that documentary myself, and then watched it with Gavin, and he was sitting there, and I was like, "Hey, do you remember what this was on?" Like we watched it. He's like, "Is this from the last dance?" I was like, "Yeah, dude." I was like, "It's epic." Dang, I I must have not caught that. I'll find. I'll That's have to find the snippet and send it to you. It's actually it's very fitting, you know, and to have like that yeah. that just speaks to that speaks volumes about the success of this album and this group. Mm-hmm. To where, you know, a documentary about, like, the greatest basketball run was, they used a song off of it, but yeah. I mean, it's not only that, but they were so influential to not only music, mm-hmm. but, like, pop culture in general. Oh, yeah. Like, to everything. Like, it was insane that they influenced so many artists, like, after their work, I mean, even mm-hmm. after they split up, that they started doing their own, like, solo stuff, like, you know, Andre with, like, his acting career. Yeah. Um, and then even same thing like in just the culture they were always around and they always yeah. influenced other people they were, they were able to make it in the mainstream and like get on the radio and it was like hip hop was back on the radio again and the yep. gangster rap wasn't as gangster anymore it was yeah. more like lyrically yep. profound you know mm-hmm. it meant something and yeah. that's I think why they got so popular and had that staple in society when people yeah. you know were able to access them even if they didn't like hip hop you know how could you not like Hey on all those songs mm-hmm. even Miss Jackson before that we all loved old stuff but yep. like the radio bangers were very accessible I think that's how they were able to come out on top and it's and you know kind of to speak on it you know the the stuff that was quote-unquote radio friendly or super catchy it's like how is this song so catchy but there's so much talent put into it whether it's like the the songwriting like what they're talking about is super heavy or but it's just so catchy that everyone and their fucking mom for like three generations knows who outcast it yeah right yeah yeah it's it's all they've always been around i feel like they will always be around mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um especially if you're talking about like lyrical talent um and just hip-hop in general like you'll always hear someone mention you know andre 3000 mm-hmm. three stacks yeah um, like he'll be there mm-hmm. um, just because it was such a different and such an influence to everybody mm-hmm. right correct um but yeah (laughs) (laughs) great great album yeah fantastic album should we do top threes I'll start it off okay go backwards like I do honorable mention return of the G like I've been saying all cast long that's just a great introduction to that album every time you get a piece of mind yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) gotta get a piece of mind yeah right then I gotta grab my piece (laughs) yeah Yeah. yes Uh, West Savannah because it's just got that old yes. old school 90s like throwback vibe to it for sure yeah um, I liked uh, the art of storytelling part one because of all the beats and the drum track the whole yeah. thing and then my top so track was the title track of Quemini yeah mm. yeah 
Uh, I think I matched you on two of them. I, for me, honorable mention. I've got two: uh, "Return of the Return of the G" and "Spotty Adi Dopealicious." Oh, that song is <laughs> fucking good. Uh, but number three for me was Rosa Parks. Number two, Aquemini, okay. and number okay. one, "The Art of Storytelling" Part One. Ooh, Just okay, can't beat that beat, man. Right too good I, that one was another one where I was driving and I heard it and I was like oh I forgot about this like, you know just like oh let's go I'm, I'm going I'm going with you but mine's kind of the opposite gotcha. um, honorable mentions I'm going Rosa Parks mm-hmm. um, top three um, return of the G mm-hmm. that return of the gangsta thanks to you know like it's <laughs> fucking insane um, I'm stuck with Scotty Yachty because oh my god, that song is so fucking good. <laughs> yeah, dude. so fucking good. Um, Scotty Yachty, uh, Dopealicious. I want to go four. <laughs> I'm gonna go West Savannah and then Equimini. Oh damn. Um, but if I had to take one out of the top three, probably Scotty Yachty. Um, yeah. So I guess. West Savannah, um, Return of the G, and Equimini. Yeah. Equimini. You can't not talk about Equimini no. if we're talking about that. No. Mm-hmm. We we picked three great albums to talk about, and the fact that they're all in succession is really nice, too. Mm-hmm. It's like just the middle three albums that mm-hmm. they put out. But that was Equimini by Outcast, which was Matt's pick for this week. We're going to go ahead and wrap this bitch up, talk about mine. <laughs> all right. It is time to bring Outcast Day to a close. I've had an absolute blast covering these albums so far. Mm, it's been great. Um, and now I'm going to bring up my pick for this week, which was released two years after Aquemini, Stankonia. Underground, thunder pounds when I stop the ground Like a million elephants, a silverback, orangutans You can't stop a train Who wants some? Don't come unprepared I'll be there, but when I leave there Better be a household name Brother man telling us it ain't gonna rain So now we sitting in a drop top soaking wet In a silk suit trying not to sweat Hit some assaults without the net But this be the year that we won't forget One nine, nine, nine It has, uh, next Monday, not one tomorrow, but next Monday it'll be 22 years old, this album. Oh, wow. Oh, dang. Yeah. Came out Halloween of 2000. Uh, so Stankonia by Outkast, released in 2000. Uh, probably their most, uh, it's a toss-up. I feel like there's a lot it of is. songs off of this that people that aren't as into Outkast will be like, yeah, I know that song. I know those shoes, you know? They'll be <laughs> sure. like, I know that song. Mm-hmm. But... Easily one of my favorites. Um, I've got a lot of I've got a lot to say about it, a lot of appreciation for it. But uh, what about y'all? This is the one. This is the album that like put them like cemented them yeah. forever. You know the the Grammys, that award show. I remember watching that live and watching them win that award and just going up and embracing each other. And yeah. it's like they made it. Like mm-hmm. and then they can just do whatever they wanted after that. So this was definitely one of their their better albums. Um, in my opinion, that has a lot of the bangers on it for sure. Yeah. Um, they have a little bit more money, of course, after the success of their last two albums. So they're mm-hmm. able to buy their own recording studio. Which is super cool. Right. I was reading that this morning. Yeah. 
I think it was owned by Bobby Brown, like <laughs> kind of <laughs> random. They called it Stankonia Studios. I t- I think that's, for the album as well, that's for cool. whatever reason. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's this was definitely my first time hearing Outcast. Yeah. yeah. Without even knowing it, because mm-hmm. um, at the time, uh, me and my family we lived in California, mm-hmm. um, and I like very fondly have memories of. I don't know what car we're driving. I don't know where we're going. I don't know what we're doing. Mm. But we're listening on the radio uh, to Miss Jackson. Yeah. Uh, we're listening on the radio also to um, that other song on this album. That's so fresh and so clean. So fresh and so clean. Like, that's always, that was at the, that was on the radio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, I remember being super young and hearing that. And, you know, we'd listen to the radio, and every time it'd come on, like, I'd remember it. I was like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. that's in my mind. So I have a lot of memories with this album. Um, a lot of people, I feel like they've listened to this album and songs off of this album because it is one of their bigger albums. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I mean, Stankonia, it's very influential even still to Outkast and to hip-hop. It was very much in the mainstream in the limelight. Mm-hmm. Um, they won a Grammy for it. They, oh, I think, over the lifetime of Outkast, I think they won six Grammys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fucking crazy. Um, but yeah, it's one of those albums that you see the album cover and yeah. you're like Outkast. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, the weird hand. The, yeah, doing the fucking... weird thing and like it's iconic. It's iconic. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, it's definitely fucking insane. And I remember the videos too for those two songs yes. we talked yep. about back when yep. you know MTV and that was still a thing where you got videos and those are two very iconic, mm-hmm. memorable videos. You know Miss Jackson and yeah, all that stuff. That's cool. There was when I was getting into hip hop. You know, Outkast was a was a group that I recognized, and so I was like, all right, let's let's listen to them, um, because I was like just the biggest metalhead and like classic rock guy for so long. Then I was like, oh, let's like. I got introduced to hip hop again. And so I was listening to this and I remember this is just like a funny like sibling story. Like y'all y'all have siblings, you know how they can be kind of shitbirds sometimes. I was like fucking fifteen listening to the listening to Miss Jackson on my iPod out on the front porch, waiting for my friends to come pick me up. My sister had just gotten like the iPod touch and it was like the first one with a camera and she <laughs> took it like our front door had like a little window in it. And I was sitting out there just with vibing, dude. I was like fucking 15, 16 years old, just vibing out. Had my headphones in and I was just rapping every single word. And she oh took a fucking God. video of me doing it <laughs> through the window of the door. Dude, and I so fucking good. chased her around the house. She's like, I'm going to send this to everyone you know. <laughs> I was like, I'll fucking kill you. Like, just freaking out. But Got, got the hoodie on and everything. Yeah, <laughs> I was just sitting there. It's dude. raining outside for some oh, reason. <laughs> It was just on the front porch, just getting it. And I, like, so that's like a good memory I have with this. And then uh, just so fresh and so clean. Mm. Uh, bombs over Baghdad. Oh, my God. Another iconic video, too. They had like the Wizard of Oz kind of vibe. Yes. Yep. It was really cool. Very colorful. Yeah. I remember that video. There's just, and it's, you know, it's, again, like we said, the progression of their sound, you know, this is just so crisp. Like, there's just mm-hmm. something, it's like biting into a Granny Smith apple listening yeah. to this. You're like, damn, this sounds like so clean production, mastering, mm-hmm. lyricism. I know Andre kind of took a step back on wanting to rap as much. Mm-hmm. He wanted to kind of use his voice more. And yeah. Not mm-hmm. sing, but like, speak more. And more I, melodic. You can, tell, you can definitely tell there's a, definitely a departure point to where he's not as like. Yeah. Yeah. 
his street is kind of leaving him a little bit and he's kind of you know branching off which is great it sounds yeah. great but you don't i don't know it's it's there's you know i could pick a bone with it too mm-hmm. it's like oh, i want that old but this yeah. like i think for both big boy and andre 3000 this is like pinnacle them doing it at their best Mm -hmm. you know even like up and you know not to discredit anything you know we just you know paid the flowers to those two albums Mm -hmm. but it's just every album was just getting so much better and then they fucking put stankonia out and Mm -hmm. it was that was it Mm -hmm. you know it's like Mm -hmm. hey these guys have really come into their own they're more comfortable with what they're doing you know just incredible shit Mm -hmm. and we talked about return of the g with i didn't know i mentioned how commanding he was on that microphone during Mm -hmm. that song and then the intro track to this fucking gasoline (laughs) dreams dude that metal vibe a little bit of that right it was like all right all right all right yeah Yeah, dude it was like i had to i put on gasoline dreams last night and then it made me think of omni american by fucking saul williams i had to put on on some amethyst rock star because it's just it does have that very like <laughs> rock heavy with like the wow 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 mm-hmm. guitar and everything mm-hmm. and then he's just grabbing you by the dick and balls and being like listen to this fucking song listen to what i'm saying mm-hmm. don't everybody love the smell of gasoline like oh man yeah. that is just such a such a killer way to open up an album with a, with a track yeah. like that it's a great intro but yeah <sighs> it, it's they had a a lot more i feel like bigger um features on this too I'm um, mm-hmm. looking at it, you know, they had uh, Killer Mike. Yeah, that's kind of pissed. Like, yeah, that's when he first was getting some recognition. Yep. Out there, yeah, right? they had Killer Mike. They had Gangsta Boo mm-hmm. on it. Yeah. Uh, Be Real from Cypress Hill, right. which yeah. I love that they had Be Real on this. Yeah. Um, and it's fantastic. Real quick on the Killer Mike thing, it's really cool to see them bring him back because he was on, uh, he was on one of their like mixtapes. Uh, on on the whole world i know you're talking about yeah he was on that song the whole world which is one of of their first songs songs. too right Mm -hmm. it was it wasn't even it was on like it was just like outcast presents that was like the name oh yeah dre and big boy present or something yeah dre and big boy present outcast Mm -hmm. and he was on there and so to see them bring him back for this album when Mm -hmm. it's like literally the peak of them you mm-hmm. know and have that reunion with killer mike i fucking love killer mike obviously brought up rtj but yeah i thought that was neat to see again yeah no they definitely stepped it up on their features mm-hmm. um a lot more features that it kind of you know brought up a lot more of the mainstream because excuse me because you know be real he was very big at the same time with house of pain and mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. everything that was going on with them killer mikey was up and coming erica badu once again you know she's mm-hmm. actually listed on the on the you know on the album at this time um a lot more you know goody mob you know as they do um yeah man it's it's insane that this album nowadays too you know you you look at their discography and a lot of their songs they're like top and bigger songs are from this album mm-hmm. um and yeah with good reason like they knew what they were doing they capitalized on it um they really used a lot also a lot more use of skits mm-hmm. um fucking hilarious skits. man yeah yeah i love the skits <laughs> on this album man that's um, my favorite one is <laughs> the what is it called do you have the track list yeah, yeah 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 it's the one where she's like he got his. I yeah, didn't get yeah. <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know 
why. I got his credit card. <laughs> yeah. I was going to steal his pistol. I didn't know how many bodies he had on yeah. that thing. That shit just cracks me the fuck up, dude. I love the uh, the drinking again one. Yeah. Because uh, it's like, uh, I for, like he says, like, they say a computer. Like, <laughs> computer. computer do my job better than I can. It's like, like the skits on this, the usage of skits, um, it's really good when you can kind of put that, you know, yeah. laugh factor behind an album. Mm-hmm. And they do it so perfectly on yeah. this album. Like, hey, girl, you got some fine hair. Yeah. You got some Spanish in you. <laughs> or whatever the fuck he said. I fucking love the skits on this album. It, I do love a, a good skit heavy album if they're if it's done properly you know mm-hmm. sometimes it can get annoying but it really feeds to the the whole theme of the album and everything and you know like i said this is them becoming fully comfortable with where they were at and what they were doing and mm-hmm. so when an artist does that that's when you start seeing them you know be a little goofy a little loose with mm-hmm. the skits and you know i'm so glad that they did because some of those yeah. are so iconic and just hilarious I fucking love that skit. I <laughs> say a computer. Nice computer. Um, but yeah, like, besides all the bangers, there's some really, really good hip-hop on here, too. Like, Explosion with Be Real. I love that song. Um, the beat on it is really crazy. Um, and Be Real, like, he was at the time also really, you know, really good with what he was doing with, mm-hmm. um, like, Soul Assassins. Um, Spaghetti Junction, dude? Mm-hmm. Ooh, God, I was listening back to that, and that song just it one, sounded too. like old school Outcast mm-hmm. um, with the beat, with the way they're rapping. Mm-hmm. Um, that song is definitely my top three. It was really good, like really fucking spot on hip hop. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of songs on this album too. They have kind of that mainstream feel, mm-hmm. um, but they still have you know ties to their old stuff that yeah. they still go into you know like the rapping and the flows that they had true true that uh a song how do you guys feel about we love these hoes yes that might actually yes. that's my that's one of my that's my honorable mention for this album but nice. there's just something about it yeah yeah like that like that super funky like guitar yeah. line behind it and then the we love these hoes ha, 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 ha. Ha, ha, ha. yeah we the laugh these. that they do i don't yeah. know why it's just it's almost it's almost like a corny ass song, but it's yeah. so fucking great. Like it's just mm. funny and goofy, and oh man, that, I don't know why. That beat, I don't know yeah. what it is. It just sounds like someone like just like, you know, like plucking at like a banjo or something. Yeah, like, wah, 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 wah. like it's yeah, it's... real crazy. But it sounds so good, and it's it's catchy, mm-hmm. definitely yeah. catchy, and it's it's a great song too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Well, shall we uh, top three it up? Diving. Yeah. That's how, that's how I dive. Watch my dive. That's how I dive. What's the doctor from What About Bob? What's <coughs> the name? You remember that movie? I do. I can't remember. And he's like, Watch my dive. I'm sailing. <laughs> I like to think it was Baby Steps. Yeah, baby really... Steps. Uh, for me, honorable mention, I mentioned We Love These Hoes. Number three was So Fresh, So Clean. Mm. Uh, number two was Gasoline Dreams. Burn, motherfucker, uh, burn. And then number one was uh, B.O.B. Bombs Over Baghdad. Ooh. Just that song, man. Like, and honest, honestly, and goes without saying, honorable mention to like Miss Miss Jackson and you know shit like that. But that uh, Bombs Over Baghdad. Just to touch on it real quick, that song is so fucking killer. And I love a 
because hip hop has become like so produced beat heavy mm. to where sometimes it's like humanly impossible for someone to execute that on like a drum set. Mm-hmm. I used to like try like that's how I would practice drumming fast was I would try to drum along to B.O.B. Like, cause it's just, oh, that drum beat just kicks the dick off of so many other songs <laughs> that tried to do it. It's so good. Dang, that's cool. If I'm going top threes on this album, um, honorable mention, um, drinking again, that skit. <laughs> I love that skit. Um, but if I'm going top three actual tracks, um, I'm definitely going, uh, Spaghetti Junction. Mm-hmm. That song, man, it just took me back to their, their old school stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. crazy that this was two years after Equimini. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, I like that It too. sounds so much more modern. like Right. And that's the kind of thing that cracks me up. Like, I was listening back to these albums this week, and I was like, we picked the three middle albums, mm-hmm. basically. And on top of that, they're each separated by two years. Mm-hmm. I thought that yeah. was really hilarious. I don't know why when I listened to like when I was listening to Aquemini and Stankonia, Aquemini sounded 90s mm-hmm. and Stankonia sounded 2000s and that is when they came out but at the same time it very it's very different yeah very it's different very feels different. to it yeah, yeah it very is. much so. it's really crazy um so if I'm going top three for tracks um definitely Spaghetti Junction um, I'm going at the same time. Explosion. Um, and then I want to go humble mumble. Um, cause I love that Erica Badu feature. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is cool. Um, but yeah, honorable mentions. You know, Miss Jackson, Miss Jackson, so fresh and so clean. And it's crazy how they're both back to back on this album. Yeah. Um, which is rare that, it is rare yeah that. two yeah. bangers back to back I think they were charted number one for like the longest time mm-hmm. um, but yeah those are my top threes and they definitely you know were able to take their time like we all said between albums like they're mm-hmm. two years apart and I think that's what they wanted they had pressure to make the albums faster but I think Big Boy's cited as saying it's not done until it's done sonically and we're not trying to give you fast food or meet a deadline you know, oh, we're trying to that's, you know do our that's thing. Raw. Dang, so, that's that's. No, they weren't trying, trying to rush it out and just put it and you know make money. You know they yeah. cared about their craft and for that time of period, people were trying to make money. You know, yeah. everybody, everybody wants to be a rap artist in the '90s, right? And do yeah. that. You know, so I'm glad that they took their time with each album. You can definitely hear it on each album, especially yeah. Stankonia. What a um, quote! We don't want to be giving out fast food. Yeah, yeah. We ain't trying to meet no <laughs> deadline. That's fucking awesome. Um, top three was fun for me because this is such an iconic album and you know forever ever this album is going to be in people's hearts forever because it's so good uh for me my honorable mention was toilet tisha because i like the Mm. um like the 70s vibe with the different instruments and sampling they're using Mm -hmm. even though lyrically it's kind of random uh slum beautiful is number three number two so fresh and so clean because it's just one of the best songs that Mm -hmm. they've ever released as far as being accessible to anybody great song to take a shower to yeah that's the cleanest you'll ever feel (laughs) yep (laughs) <laughs> and then my number one is uh, you know Bobby Head and Ragtop you know Bombs mm, Over Baghdad it's such a good song uh, Zach De La Roca did a a remix to it did After he that, really? Yeah he, did, yeah he did a remix to it um, but that's yeah. just that video and that whole that song is so long and it's just yeah. such a good good outcast good outcast hell yeah fucking shout out to outcast mm-hmm. dude yeah I we we did a great job just talking dedicating a whole Mm-hmm. episode to outcast because 
it can't be understated how important they were to hip hop. If we forgot any facts, sorry, but we tried. We tried. Yeah, we tried. We There's definitely lot, tried. Right? There's yeah. definitely it's everything's yeah. been said already yeah. about Outkast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Organized yeah. Noise definitely had an influence on all three of these albums. A lot. You know, yeah. so shout out to them for sure. Yeah, for for finding Outkast and helping them to get where they were. You know, yeah, yeah. For real. I had a lot of facts and even more that I could go on. <laughs> yeah, so, like it's crazy that they were like so young. They met up in high school, like. They were still very much, they had, like, you know, rap battles mm-hmm. in, like, cafeteria in high school. Like, yeah. And they just came together. They just went on to this crazy run that they had and, like, the influence that they had. And they will definitely be, like, in history, just, like, one of the best hip-hop duos of all time. Hands yeah. down. For Hands sure. Hands down, for sure. Well, shout-out Outkast. And shout-out y'all for listening. This has been... Uh, episode 30 we're gonna go ahead and steer away from outcast now and we'll introduce our picks for next week's album or next week's episode holy hell we can only plan so much right uh well it's time to show y'all what we'll be talking about next episode uh we'll go in the order that we did which was jake first what do you got for us man so next week uh, Alfredo, uh, by the Alchemist and Freddie Gibbs. Shit. Um, <laughs> oh my me, god. Yeah, me and Dorian had this kind of like treaty that we were doing. I refer to it as the Treaty of Versailles. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> that uh, we'd bring up this this artist's albums in succession. But I'm gonna go out of the way. This is his like. Oh, actually, I don't know. I don't even know. I have to. Out of do the it next sequence week. that we were talking about, yeah. it would have been like the second or third one that we brought up. Yeah, this is he's done a couple episodes, but yeah, Freddie Gibbs and Alchemist, Alfredo. Fuck yeah! Cool. Excited for that one. Yeah. What do you got, man? Uh, album from 2003 uh, by a band called Push Button Objects. Oof. Kind of like electronic hip hop. I like that. Uh, nice. That's cool. That's yeah. a cool looking album. Kind of I like that bus. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. My first purchase from Discogs. There you go. Nice. Right, right. That's fucking dope. Right. Excited for that one. And it's called, uh, it's Push Button Objects. Uh, Ghetto Blaster is the album. Okay. Sorry. No, you're good. Ghetto Blaster. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, for me personally, to stick with the Halloween theme, I'm going to go ahead and revisit another artist that we've brought up, but his solo work now uh, outside of White Zombie, which is Hellbilly Deluxe by Rob Zombie, his first album that he did after uh, disbanding White Zombie, uh, released in 1998. The full name, just for shits and giggles, is Hellbilly Deluxe, 13 Tales of Cadaverous Cavorting Inside the Spook Show International. Um, Whoa. And just to, since we're at the end of the episode, we can tell you what the Halloween Spectacular is. Uh, Right after we film this, after I hit stop, we're going to watch House of a Thousand Corpses, uh, written and directed by Rob Zombie, and then doing a little recap of it uh, after we're done watching. One of my favorite movies. I'm wearing the shirt for it. Um, but yeah, we're going to go ahead and do that. Uh, catch us next time for episode 31 of What You Spin In. This has been the Outcast episode extravaganza, episode 30. I'm Dorian. That's Matt. That's Jacob. We'll catch you next time. <laughs>